And God uses this to teach a lesson. So chapter 24. The Lord showed me, and there was two baskets of figs set before the temple of the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the craftsmen and smiths from Jerusalem, and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs, like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very bad figs, which could not be eaten, they were so bad. Then the Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs, the good figs, very good, and the bad, very bad, which cannot be eaten, they are so bad. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Like these good figs, so will I acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good, into the land of the Chaldeans. For I will set my eyes on them for good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. Then I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. And as the bad figs which cannot be eaten, they are so bad. Surely thus says the Lord, so will I give up Zedekiah the king of Judah, his princes, and the residue of Jerusalem, who remain in this land, and those who dwell in the land of Egypt. I will deliver them to travel into all the kingdoms of the earth, for their harm to be in a reproach and a byword, a taunt and a curse, in all places where I shall drive them. And I will send the sword of the famine and the pestilence among them, till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and to their fathers. Well, this is after Nebuchadnezzar's carried Jeconiah and others away to Babylon. So this is after 597, during the reign of the last king, Zedekiah, that Jeremiah sees what? Figs. And what did he say he saw? Figs. He's very perceptive. Uh, these figs were contained in what? Two baskets. One of them was good figs, very good, and the other one were bad figs, very bad. So bad you couldn't eat them, they were rotten. So you got good figs and bad figs, and well, Jeremiah sees exactly that. And uh, God loves these little parables, these little object lessons. So the good figs are what? The captives who have just been sent away? Yes! They're the good ones? See, that wasn't at all what the people would have thought. They would have thought the good ones were the ones that were not taken into captivity. They thought the future of the nation was with the people who were still in Jerusalem. But God says the good figs are the ones who went into captivity. The ones that God sent to the land of the Chaldeans, what's God going to do with them? Save them. He, yes. Verse 6. I'll, I'll set my eyes on them for good and I will bring them again to this land and I will build them up and not overthrow them. I will plant them and not pluck them up. It is the exiles that is the hope for Israel's future. These people who look like they don't have any future are really the future for the nation. <laughs> That's amazing. God's going to actually transform them. I will give them a heart to know me. So God is going to bring them back to him to return to him with their whole heart. 
Those who are already in captivity, those are the good ones. And so what are the bad things? The ones that are left. The Zedekiah and the officials and the remnant of Jerusalem, and they are going to really suffer. You know, because really, they should have submitted to Babylon. They don't. They're rebelling against God. And so God's going to view them with disgust, and so is everybody else. They're just going to be looked at, looked down upon by all the nations. And God's going to send them sword, famine, and pestilence, that deadly trio, as he pours out his wrath on not the ones who were taken into Babylon, but the ones who are still left in Jerusalem. Those are the ones God is punishing these are the very bad, rotten figs. So, great lessons from two baskets of figs. <laughs> Comments and questions? Is it kind of like a parable? Yeah. It's kind of like an active parable. You know, usually the parables that Jesus taught were just like verbal parables. He didn't actually do it. But here it's a visionary parable. You know, he sees something and has meaning. There's a lot of that in the prophets. A lot of things that the prophets would see, and then God would say, here's what this means. So should we use more of that in our teaching then? More like illustrations and stuff? Like that? I think we have good reason to use illustrations in teaching. I mean, the Bible does that a lot. Um, right? I think it's cool that in, just like in Hosea, he says, uh, they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And it's like repeated all throughout the prophets, it seems like. And all throughout the Old Testament, even from the time of uh, delivering from Egyptian bondage, that's always been what God has wanted. Yeah, good point. Other thoughts, Cameron? What's up with all the use of figs? Every parable, well not every, but a lot of the parables are always figs throughout the prophets and even Jesus using them. Was there a specific meaning when he used figs, or was that just a common thing to use? I think it was a common thing to use. I think that was a common fruit. You know, um, I don't know. Don't you eat figs? <laughs> fig Newtons. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he thought about it. Fig Newtons and the basket was good. Basket of fig Newtons. Yeah. I assume that fig trees were just a really common tree for them. You know, we might use an apple or something for us. You know, they use figs a lot, use grapes a lot. The grapes are really common. So you use common illustrations that maybe we're not as familiar with because our climate is different. Or whatever. But there's not a theme running through all of those fig ones? I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of times fruitfulness with figs or vines, but is this uh, earlier he was talking about Jeconiah and how he was going to be carried off, right? Yes. So now we're talking about years later. It's like Jeremiah is covering. Jeremiah lasts for about 40 years. So you assume that this was probably written at all, all at one setting, you know, possibly, yet written as if. Okay, I'm prophesying what's going to happen, and then later becomes this, and now we're at the next king, and the other guy's already gone, just like I said. Yeah, and then we go back and forth. It's way out of chronological order. Right, so, I mean, that's where you get the appearance, or the idea, I guess, that it's probably written at one time, but as, uh, here's exactly what the Lord said to me, and what I, you know, prophesied, and 
Yeah, you have the fact that the original scroll in 36 was burned by Jehoiakim and they have to write it all over again. You know, so at least things before that would have had to be written again. I don't exactly know how it all worked. I don't know, I, I, I would wonder if there were some things written that they just incorporated into this uh, in the final rendition of it with Jeremiah and Baruch, but I don't really know how that was. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating for us that Jeremiah is so much out of chronological order. Otherwise, you might think he just kind of wrote it along as he went, but that doesn't work. Um, and we're just really chronological in the way we want to look at things. That's not necessarily true in Bible writings. I think that probably there's an order in this based upon theme and kind of how God wanted it put together. But I don't know anybody who's ever sorted that out and made much sense of that from our, our perspective. So, right. Do you think some people were confused when he said he would treat Zedekiah uh, he would treat him badly, make him go in the land of Egypt, make him poor? Because you know previously he had stated that Zedekiah or that name would be the Savior? I don't know about that. Maybe. But, I mean, clearly in Jeremiah, Zedekiah is not presented favorably. All through, especially a little later, when we get into quite a bit of stuff with Zedekiah. He wasn't a good guy. <clears throat> yeah, sir. What do bad figs look like? What do good pigs look like? I don't know. It is a pig. I mean... <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm trying to... Just thinking back of the, the fig comic, if it's really easy to tell, that might be a reason why you have... Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. With apples, you could, you could smell a bad and see the, you know, if mushy it's really, spots. really bad, but, yeah. but sometimes you can cut open an apple and it's nasty inside and you didn't notice. That's true, but but some rotten apples you're going to see. But I don't know, I have, anybody have any experience with figs? I don't know anything about figs. I think we need to plant one here. In the basement. Plant one in the basement so we can use it as an illustration. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Yeah. yeah if you're, anybody who wants to donate a fig tree. <laughs> Gonna put some of the concrete. Yeah, yeah, we could we could use the jackhammer. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Chris wouldn't mind that. <laughs> He's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other thoughts. Chapter twenty-five, verses one to seven. <laughs> 